insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. Or a video game journalist. This game has too much water. Seven out of ten. This How's game that is for not reviews? Persona three. This this game is not Persona five. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. It says that, it in the that, title. That, that would be the the caliber of your critique, mm-hmm. like the, the the meat of your critique. Uh, friend, don't quit your day job. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, welcome, Nate McKeever, my co-host. I'm Josh Broccolo, and we're here to to review some reviewers, sort of, kind of, to talk reviews, to talk about. Uh, the importance of reviews, I guess, or lack thereof. But we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the Backlog Breakdown, episode 152. Um, that's crazy. This is the 152nd time. So what, what you're telling this. me is that we're going to be having some musings on reviews. Mm-hmm. Ings. Ings. Yes. Reviews. That's, ter- that's terrible. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I liked it. it. it it's, it's, it. I attempt to be clever at times, but <laughs> I, I, I'm really just like, I, I said it, and then I just, I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have said that one out loud. Maybe that's like one of those things I should have kept to myself, mm-hmm. shouldn't have shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Just like you know, there's certain, certain. Uh, well, and we'll we'll talk about. Yeah, we will be talking about like reviews and the review process and all that other stuff. But yes, you you were asking a question here, Josh. I was asking or, a question. You, well, I think you want to know um, mm-hmm. how it's, it's been, been with me lately because yeah. it's, it's been, been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. Yeah, it's actually been about two weeks. So it's it's, it's been, been it's been it's two been. weeks. I I can't even remember the original rip at this point in time. Like this is how like <laughs> oh man, it's just like there's you're gonna have to edit so many of the mm-hmm. the little jingle things in. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. It's, it, it's it's gonna be lovely. Uh, no, it's it's like when you have a, a a song as your phone alarm to wake up to in the morning, and you love that song, and so for the first few days, it's like you get to wake up to the song, and then after that, the song just reminds you about waking, like getting having to get out of bed. Mm. And it's no longer a good song. It's just a portend of the fact that you can no longer sleep and you have responsibilities. Yeah, that's that's why I actually just went to like the standard fare alarm sounds that just okay. came with my phone. Okay, um, gotcha. Because I did that for a while, mm-hmm. and um, it it actually kind of not ruined those songs, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like. At first, it's like, oh, this is like cool, like this, like you get up and it sort of like pumps you up a little bit, mm-hmm. but then not so much. But yeah, uh, but it, it has been an undisclosed amount of time since we we have talked. Hmm. Um, what's what's been like cracking with the uh, the broccolo household since since last we spoke? Man, oh man. Um, well, not to go negative, but I'm going to. Hey, uh, a little bit of sickness has been oh, bouncing no. around. Just like with the kids, it's mostly just been sniffles, so not that big of a deal, and it and it has not been for a long time. But unfortunately, with Samantha, with my wife, um, she just got it was like a cough and some congestion, but it just held on for for the better part of a week. Um, she lost her voice for like four or five days, uh, which is just crazy. It's just yeah, been annoying, and so you know, I'm I tend to to 
try and, you know, map out my days and, and be pretty productive. And so then things get thrown for a loop and I'm helping out more at home. And it's just, you know, I'm not always the most gracious person in the room. Uh, and I get frustrated at others. And then I get frustrated myself for getting frustrated at others over something that they couldn't control. And, you know, it just, uh, God's still working on me, mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's been, it's been all right. Uh, that said, th- there has been some, some advancement. You know, I was, I was actually talking with some friends the other day is like, I tend to, um, have a number of things to do. And then I, I always try and do, I always say I'm going to do more than I actually get done. But then I look back, if I don't, if I don't stop and look back, it feels like, oh, I'm just, I just focus on, oh, I didn't accomplish these things. But it's like if you have a list of 10 things and you get seven of them done, I tend to focus, I guess it's more on the, the glass half empty kind of a thing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but I couldn't get those three done. But then by the end of the week, it's been, you know, like seven things done each day. So it's still, it's still forward progress. So case in point, um, we were able to, I was, it was pretty cool. I was actually able to take apart our huge elliptical that was in our detached garage and I was able, with the help of my wife, to get it down into the basement, which I did not think was going to be possible. But we could actually easily take the doors off the hinges and finagle it in there. It only damaged the the stairs to the basement a little bit. Um, not too bad. So that, the reason I'm so excited about that is because that means I get to be on the elliptical more because now we have easy access to it, which means I get to play video games more while I'm on the elliptical. So. I've been able to do that the past few days, which has been pretty cool. That's about it. I mean, you know, if you're sort of like stressing about tasks getting done, it mm-hmm. sounds like you have those things uh, pretty prioritized. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Like, you know, it's like, no, it's like I, I need to do this thing in order that I can play video, more video games. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's that reasoning is sound to me. <laughs> yes yeah and it's it's tricked myself into enjoying <laughs> burning calories so yes but yeah so you guys you said that you guys had a little bit of like illness sort of rolling through the house um, mm-hmm. we did too uh last yeah. week like we got hit by a bug and oh it, it hit me on my my day off and then, <laughs> oh wonderful Oh yeah, it was I was like that's that's just that like um I woke up that morning at three AM like with like just like the fevers and chills and oh, man. like a headache. And I just like I spent like the whole day like trying to watch my son and not like dude it was bad. And it was uh there was mm. uh severe gastrointestinal distress accompanied by okay. that. Mm-hmm. Um but the the wild part was like so I was like miserable for like twelve hours, yeah. um, and then that afternoon I was able to finally start like putting things in my stomach, and it was like once I could start eating and drinking and like and also Pedialyte, Pedialyte, dude, mm-hmm. my guys, mm-hmm. do not sleep on Pedialyte. Um, Gatorade for babies. It's dude. So like here's magical the thing. Gatorade. It's magic Gatorade. It's like mm-hmm. way better than like Gatorade. Um I like I do like the 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 Gatorade when you're sick thing, right? Like like everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh 
and Gatorade when you're sick, like it helps with recovery or whatever. I, and I have no idea if it was just like a sort of like a 24 hour bug or whatever, but it was like, I basically at the end of the day, I felt fine. I was like, oh, wow. I was working nice. on like Pedialyte like throughout the day. Like I was just like making myself like, and I drank basically in the course, in the space of like 24 hours, I drank a, like a bottle of Pedialyte and I felt amazing the next wow. day. Like I felt wow. like, like no, no dip in service. I was just mm. like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cool. Like I, I went to work. <laughs> I wasn't like, you know how like, like, cause like normally like the day after you're sick or whatever, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I feel awful. But you mm -hmm. know, it's like, like I was sick, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good. Like, that's awesome. So I, I'm dude. And I have no, and again, like, I'm just, I, I swear by Pedialyte now. Like, <laughs> There you go. I'm like, it is uh, the, the nectar of the gods. And, uh, but yeah, like, I'm just saying like, guys, like seriously, no joke. It, 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 it was rad. Um, hmm. but yeah, I mean, aside from that, like we, we've actually had like a really nice, uh, uh, bit of weather over the last couple of days. Yes. Yes. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, on Sunday after church, well, on Sunday we had our, members meeting uh okay we ordained and installed a no no the ordination and installation is happening in a few weeks but we voted on okay. an, appointing a new elder and we also oh, announced nice. that we're going to be uh receiving nominations for more deacons because we need them cool um nice that was pretty cool but yeah after yeah. after that i, I came home I sat on my back porch in a, in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and smoked a cigar. Mm. I tried to do some like writing, um, mm -hmm. but my cat was being obnoxious. So I brought her out into the yard and then it's like, you spend like 20 minutes, like just chasing her around <laughs> the yard. And then finally you scoop her back up and put her back inside. So, which is not conducive to writing. Mm -hmm. So, but gotcha. yeah, no, we're, yeah, it was, it's, it's been pretty nice. It's like thirties and forties. Um, okay. Okay. With, with sun. So yeah, it's, it's actually warmed up even more here. Uh, we've hit some low fifties so far mm -hmm. and, and the forecast has low sixties for a day this week. Well, let I me, was like, Whoa, let me pull up. Like, I think on Sunday we hit 50. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing how how different it feels, uh, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. There, mm -hmm. So tomorrow they're calling for a high of forty eight, and okay. then yeah. uh, nice. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday they're calling for uh, you know low to mid fifties. Nice. There so, you and go. then then we drop back down into the forties right. and thirties next yep. week. Yep. Ew. Gets cold. Ew. But. They're calling for rain on Monday. I don't like that. Mm. There you go. Do not like that. But um, oh, dude, and it's not like a little bit of rain. Oh. <laughs> well, at uh, least it's, it's still quite it's a while. Rain off mixed, it and it's be. rain mixed with snow. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> I do well. not like. Anyways, let's not talk about weather. But um, <laughs> so Josh, um, you, you know, like. Aside from 
just the general goings on. Uh, mm-hmm. What 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 have you been into over the last oh, couple, of, couple um, of weeks? Huh? Well, stuff that I've been into, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do think I've got a list of things written down right here of things that I'm into called my backlog report. I like how your backlog report has a QR code on it. That's you it does. fancy. It does. Track yeah, real and fancy. pay your taxes. I mean, I mean, it's my backlog report. Tra- um, tracking and and pay your your backlog. Backlog tax. Backlog yeah, tax. Having stuff in my is backlog. That, is that similar to like dad tax with like Halloween candy? Mm-hmm. Yes, just like that. Byron is not at an age where I I really get to enjoy the dad tax. Mm. I'm just saying, like I I, I mourn that. Mm. Yeah, but. Anyways. One day, one day it will happen. It'll happen. I keep mm. <laughs> all right. I've I've just got to like it's it's been like bugging the crap out of me for the last couple of days. Okay. So uh, there's a gas station that I stop in uh, at work, and okay. uh, the other day I stop in, and at the register they had this little display, and it was Dove chocolates, but mm-hmm. they did like basically like peanut butter eggs. Okay. Like the the okay. chocolate and pe- and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm that that look. I like Dove chocolate. I I'd like to try that out. And I was like, well, next time yeah. I come through, I'll I'll grab one. And then today, I was like, oh, those Dove chocolate peanut butter eggs. They weren't there anymore. Apparently, mm. they got all eaten in, in the there time since the other. And it makes me sad because I really wanted to try them. So now I have to like hunt them down somewhere else. And I'm mm. I'm embittered about that, Joshua. <laughs> I want those eggs. I want I want that chocolate peanut butter. <laughs> um, I don't need it. I I very much want it though. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so what no. you what what have you been into as far as far as uh, like you know? Why don't you kick us off here? Okay, cool. Um, well, we'll start with with a little bit of music here. Um, I mentioned earlier about the the whole alarm thing, and that was a foreshadowing because um, I just got to recommend to everyone out there because I love this soundtrack so much. Um, set the Octopath Traveler theme song as your wake-up alarm. Ah, start your day off right. No. Feel like you're on an adventure when you wake up in the morning. It's fantastic. Hopefully I don't grow sick of it, but right now I'm still in that phase. You're just where, using oh, yeah, like the, the straight... Mm-hmm. Octopath, I'm yeah, because gonna... it starts off with some strings. Then the then the is it is it a flute? Hold on, I'm gonna. Okay, I need to stop doing that. Maybe you Anyways, should uh, just sample. That in, <laughs> yeah, like, that'd probably be a good idea. <laughs> but now, now mm-hmm. you have me like very curious here, mm-hmm. and it's like I feel like I need to um, need to check it out, need to play it for I yourself. Do. I do. It, like it, your whole day feels like it's an adventure. So you're just using the, you're not right. like doing the the break or the boost. You're not doing like the no, five versions no. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, um, just just straight Octopath Traveler theme. It's not okay. even, yeah, the, the whole extended one. And when you finally beat the game and you get all the all the themes going in and out from that main one, which is fantastic. But anyways, uh, yeah, I could it's a see lot that. of fun to wake up to. 
Yeah. We're going to try um, that. We're going to, yeah, I'm, I'm, and if you ruin this for me, Josh, I'm going to be really <laughs> bitter. No, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I respect that, that call mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, and so video game music, I don't typically listen to it all the time, but one thing I, I mentioned how I stayed home, helped with the kids a couple times this week. And I got to thinking, I think the, the, the music that we play throughout the day, we have a little Google home that we're playing music from the kids will ask it to play all kinds of music that um, can frankly be kind of annoying. I thought if we keep it really chill, maybe that will help them be a bit more chill and it'll help me wrangle them up if they're chill. And so I started playing both Zelda and Pokemon music, like piano music. So, so playlists of both Pokemon music and Zelda music played on piano and it's nice. It's very soothing and you can just have it on in the background and the, the, the kids weren't acting particularly crazy. So I think, uh, I, I, that it worked. It worked. My, my theory proved to be true. So, um, those, that'll probably be playing quite a bit in our household. Uh, and it's just fun to listen to. It's just real soothing, real relaxing. Um, but outside of that, a little bit more, um, instrumental music. Okay. There's this band out of Texas, uh, this jazz band called snarky puppy. I got to see them live right before we moved up here to Iowa. And, uh, they, they, their latest album, it's called empire central. Fantastic album. It is jazz funk fusiony. And it's just so much fun to listen to. So highly recommend that album. If you're into, if you're into jazz, if you're into funk, you know, like that Tower of Power kind of sound, if you're into instrumental music, check it out. Empire Central by Snarky Puppy. That's what I've been listening to. That's the music that I've been listening to. Hmm. What have you been jamming out to lately? Uh, Anything? I've been going through, uh, so still listening to Rise Against. Mm-hmm. Um, still yep. kind of like that's been like primary like my primary I'm trying to think of the album name uh Endgame um okay. which is mm-hmm. the I think their fourth album fourth or okay. fifth but um I I've, I've been listening to that a little bit and it's it's pretty good it's actually probably my favorite so far um Oh okay and just I'm I'm saying like as far as like the sound where it's got like some like, they've got like and, and again it's just like I just really like Rise Against Sound, their sound, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's got like at times it reminds me of some of the more like West Coast stuff like Pennywise. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think like my bad religion a little bit, like it's got some more like those sensibilities, but there is like also something to it where it's just like, yeah, and it's like I've been doing like a little bit of reading about them and like they, they kind of were associated with some of the hardcore scene for a little bit too so i did mm-hmm. splash into some hardcore like some sick fit all some mad ball um and i was like oh yeah there's a reason i don't listen to a lot of this anymore um and it's not terrible but gotcha. it's just like it's just so i don't know like hardcore hardcore is just a vibe that like i respect but like mm-hmm. i it's definitely like small doses for me um gotcha like i can i like it i like going back to it every once in a while but it's like i can listen to like an album one time and then i'm like 
I'm good for a minute. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm good for a bit with this, but, uh, mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. to that, uh, sort of, I, uh, so I also, and this is not like something that I recommend, but you remember that Kyle Gordon that I told you about who does yes. like the parody yes. music. Uh huh. He's got an <laughs> yes. album coming out and there's four singles. Oh, wow. And I listened to all four of them and they <laughs> are hysterical and wildly inappropriate. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I listened to those, but again, I do not recommend them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like as far as like music, that's it's just been mostly Rise Against. I did start listening to. Um, I kind of been like feeling like video game music a little, a little bit, yeah. and uh, I just I turned on the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake uh, soundtrack, and uh, okay, dude, like Final Fantasy music is just like. Like just Square Enix games music is always mm-hmm. just top. Like it's like you mentioned mm-hmm. Octopath the, earlier, but like uh, I was just like, man, like these soundtracks are just such a rip. Like they're just yeah. so good. Like just man. So, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah that that reminds me. Actually, final recommendation is go check out the metal cover of Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI by this band on YouTube called Family Jewels. Jewels spelled like Jules Verne, J-U-L-E-S. He does a metal cover, and it just melts my face and blows my mind. It's, it blows my mind that that entire composition is on a 16-bit Super Nintendo cartridge, um, but then this metal version is just, it's, it's a fantastic cover of just an amazing song. That... Of- uh, is actually on iTunes. Okay, it's so good. It's so good. So if you if you're in the mood for progressive metal, um, that it that just yeah melts your. Face. I'm gonna have to. I I need to remember this because I really want to check that out. It's That's, the music that plays when you finally fight Kefka at the very end of the Final very Fantasy end. Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's like this ten it's, minute song. Yeah, dude. Stupid I'm, good. I, I I found that on iTunes and I'm like, I'm going to listen to that. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not to wake up to. <laughs> like no. <Octopath. laughs> no. That's I'll more of like a kind of like a get hype. That's like definitely yes. like get hype 100%. Yes. Um, yeah. But okay. So we, we, we talked a little bit about music. What about books and mm-hmm. podcasts? What do you mean? Anything that in that arena that like, have you been listening mm-hmm. to any audiobooks? Any like, yes. decent podcasts? Like what do you, what are you into these days? So mostly just audiobooks at this point haven't uh, haven't caught up on a lot of my podcasts lately. Um, the first book that I listened through is called Spiritual Gifts: What They Are and Why They Matter by Thomas Schreiner. Um, this is just a, I mean, a, a part of the what I do at the church. I'm employed as a, the worship and discipleship pastor, and so just thinking through discipleship and uh, trying to solidify, you know, what I believe about certain things and and um, so just getting an idea of what well, one, we all obviously for part of the body of Christ, we all have spiritual gifts and we want to be using those gifts within the body to bless one another, to build each other up. That's the way that God has made us to, to live in community together um, and intentionally put us together for that, for that purpose. Um, but uh, it, I'm also just, you know, learning, I say learning kind of re uh, going over, you know, some things and, and wanted to to get some takes and and feel some stuff out 
about all kinds of spiritual gifts. So this this book, um, it's written, Thomas Schreiner is a, I would say a soft cessationist in with you know some of the more miraculous sign gifts. And so hearing kind of how he comes to that conclusion um, is is useful also, just because I am, frankly, I'm just reevaluating that whole proposition um, and what that means, you know, comparing it with scripture. What does scripture have to say on these things? And uh, so... Uh, it was it was a good listen. Um, it was it was interesting the way that the way that he kind of explained it. But um, yeah, that's that was one of the books that I listened through. The other one that I just started here recently is one that I've been like physically reading on my Kindle. It's it's a short little book. It's called Fight for Your Pastor by Peter Orr, um, and it just you know talks about the the importance of of uh, the, the, the capture the chapters that I've read, excuse me, are about praying for your pastor. And then the second one was about encouraging your pastor. So, um, you know, he's got a lot on his shoulders, <laughs> obviously uh, he may, you know, he starts off the book and he makes the point that like, as someone who, who is leading a local congregation, um, he has, uh, yeah, just a lot of weight on his shoulders, both uh, with the burdens of the congregation themselves and, and what we're going through, but also, um, we have spiritual enemies and who would they want more to take down <laughs> in your local body than, than one of its leaders, you know? So, um, so we ought to be as a congregation lifting him up in prayer and doing battle for him spiritually as well. Um, so that, that hit me too, you know, part of it was just like, Oh yeah, this, this should be a, a nice little short read. Um, uh, but that, that was a nice convicting kind of opening to the book of like, yeah, I really ought to be way more intentional just about coming alongside my pastor spiritually uh, and lifting him up in prayer. I, so, and, and I know that like, it doesn't sound like you're finished with the book yet either. No, I just um, started it, but it's short. But I would also sort of just add to that. I think like, honestly, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way, I really think, especially with like elders and so in a way I can only speak from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I know that like it can be lonely at times. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I would just say like, I, I would really just also add to that is like, yeah, be lifting up like your church leadership in prayer. Yes. Be, be praying for your deacons, be praying for your mm-hmm. elders. Also be a friend to them. Like, yeah, yeah, it is, it is difficult. Like I, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, and, and again, like, uh, like diaconally, we're not probably being as sociable or whatever as, as we ought to be, but we're also a newborn, like we're parents to a one-year-old. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're middle-aged parents to a one-year-old. So there's, you know, but I, I would just say like, I, I think a lot of times just from even sort of being on the inside, like. It is just, it can be very lonely, like kind of like isolating. Um, yeah. Because like, and and I guess the way it's like you said, like not only is he sort of like stepping into the, the pain and the burdens of the congregation, mm-hmm. but the pastor is also like, and it's, he's also got his own life stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. he's, he's got like, you know, his own problems and stresses and everything else. And then he's got everybody else's in addition to sort of like, in in mm-hmm. a way, come up underneath and come up alongside. And I would just say like that, that is, 
Like, dude, even in my limited capacity as a deacon, and I come back to this mm-hmm. again and again, and I think you're going to sort of like, in in time, you're, you're very much going to like, the more you get to know your people, like it, mm-hmm. like, the, like it can break you. Mm-hmm. So like, it can just like the, the, the weight and the pain that sometimes we're called to step into. It, it's yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, so like, I, I guess I would just like, and again, I was just like, y- y- you brought it up and I was kind of thinking about, it's like, I would just encourage like our listeners, like be a friend to your pastor, be a friend to yeah. your deacons. Yeah. Like they need friends. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just may- way more well-adjusted than I am. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that you're going to be able to like be like besties with, with them, mm-hmm. but like, you know, anyways. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a no, that's a good word. That's a cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is good. And and thank you for for interjecting too. Definitely that that applies for elders and deacons as well, like leadership within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one one of the other things that stuck out to me is I was reading it was a chapter on encouragement. Is just how um a lot of pastors because there's a lot of sensitive things that they are working through with other people. Um, oftentimes they're not able to share that. Well, I mean, clearly like every time, you know, (laughs) if it's a sensitive issue, they're not able to share that. Um, And so it may not seem as though they are caring as much as they are. Like they don't let on because they can't, you know? Does that make sense? No, no, I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. There are so many things, like it's, it's weird when you step into, and again, I would just like, you know, I don't want to, when you step into that, like, and it, it, like that sort of like the inner circle of leadership in a church, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it there. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all I'm going to say is, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff that your pastor, that your elders and your deacons just can't share. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and that, that goes back to like the loneliness, Mm -hmm. like there's stuff in there where it's like, I mean, sometimes I can tell Megan about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's stuff that I have. Yeah. That I I can't talk about with anybody except for the other deacons and the elders, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's tough, especially for someone like me who needs to talk about everything um, <laughs> exhaustively. Um, but yeah. Yep. That's what I've been reading. What have you been reading, listening to, um, podcasts, whatever? Dude, it's just, I mean, as far as podcasts go, like nothing significant, nothing like super major. Uh, kind of been all over the place. I have been listening to, uh, a little bit more this last week or this last couple of days of uh, like renewing your mind and some of that stuff. I'm just nice, man. And it, it's like RCU is just like, so like I'm, I'm so glad that it's like they're replaying some of the, the more recent episodes or some of the episodes that I've been listening to. It's like, they're going back over some of like RC's teaching. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, what a, what a blessing. Um, yeah. that man was, yeah. um, but then as far as books go, it dude, it's it's the Fellowship of the Ring. That's like the only thing that okay. like I I popped it back on again uh for a few hours the other day and I was like, oh, I need to, which has got me kind of like this is a bit of a segue. 
But like, I think I want to pull the trigger on like the uh, for uh, the Ultra 4K Blu-ray Lord of the Rings set. Ooh, nice. But they're they're a little pricey, so I'm not gonna like do it right (laughs) away. But I'm like, I I haven't watched those movies in a long time, and I really want to. Ah, Like, okay, I'm kind of like. I th- I think what I want to do is I want to listen to the books and I might might want to watch the movies again and maybe even just read the books. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's like that's kind of just like I'm I'm just vibing with Tolkien right now like um <laughs> but uh that's all I've been like listening to slash reading. So Sweet. Sweet. What well, do you, what have you been watching? Like I I mentioned the fact that like yeah, I'm kind of like very much want like the 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 ultra 4k mm-hmm. lord of the Rings stuff but i don't have that yet so but what have you been watching though really not not much i mean you know we've we've done family movie nights with with like a pokemon movie and stuff like that um but the only thing at the end of the day for the past couple days my wife and i just wanted to put on something just kind of comfort food if that makes sense mm-hmm. Uh, turn your brain off and just have a nice little laugh. So we've been watching The Office, the super fan editions on Peacock. And it's fun uh, to to rewatch these episodes and be like, hey, that, that scene was not originally in the show. <laughs> like, oh, I, I notice when these uh, when this added stuff that got mm. chopped out is is put back in. So that's what the super fan editions are. Is it's like oh, it's the like director's a director's cut. cut. Oh, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So those are fun. Really, that's that's it. I really have not been watching much of anything. How about you? What have you um, watched? I mean, like Brooklyn Nine Nine has sort of been like Megan's. Like she's she's going through that. So, like okay. sometimes yeah. I'll sit down and watch that with with her a little bit. We we, we did start like a watch of uh, New Girl. Um, okay. Yep. That because that's like our show, and so that's like we yeah. like, but that one is like that is a a a us watch. So like mm-hmm. the, yep. the the thing is like we can't watch it unless the other like I I basically mm-hmm. looked at her and said do not watch ahead, um because she <laughs> she's the the guilty party and, and a lot of that like gotcha. and it's like I just want to like kind of like so we're gonna go dude there's seven ep- seven seasons of New Girl Whew. which is insane to me it does not oh, feel dude. like that much, um, mm-hmm. but it's like that's a that's just that's a fun dumb show, and mm-hmm. like that's that's our parks and rec that's that's mm-hmm. our office mm-hmm. like we yep. we watch the new girl like that um but yeah as far as what i've been watching personally so there's a i can't remember the exact title of it um but i've been watching like a lot of netflix recently I, we have a we have a subscription okay. and i don't typically check out netflix um okay gotcha but like I, you know like i watch pluto and i watch blue eyed samurai I was like, what else is on here? Um, there's a show called uh, Delicious in Dungeon um, that is okay. going on. And it's this weird like slice of life kind of thing. Like, okay, the premise mm-hmm. is this, is that there's this like dungeon and it, it like draws all these explorers. And okay. this, anyways, it's about a party and they were sort of at this one level in the dungeon and a party member, they, they came across a red dragon and they were fighting the red dragon and the, it was basically going to be a party wipe. And then the one, the healer who happens to be the one character's sister, she ends up like getting like eaten by the dragon. And as she's being like 
eaten by the dragon, she casts a spell and she teleports everybody out of the dungeon. Um, so now it's like they're like they're trying to get back in to, and so the, the their whole thing is like we're gonna go in and we're going to like live off the monsters in the dungeon. Like we're gonna like basically use the mm. monsters in the dungeon as food. And it's it's weird. It's but it's really it's it's also very cute, very charming. <laughs> um, and I it's like basically a simulcast kind of thing. And uh, mm. unlike One Piece, it has a very sort of like clear like end in sight like the 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 manga just ended and so like and it's not super super long so gotcha i'm kind of like i'm i'm enjoying it it's like it's fun and it's cute that's kind of like it's like it's this examination of like the different like ecosystems in the or like in the in the the dungeons and like you know like yeah it's it's goofy it's goofy and i i just love it <laughs> it's like it's like one of those weird things where I'm like, it's like, it's a, a little cozy. It's kind of like offbeat. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, but like I said, they're, they're doing a simulcast. I think there's only like three or four episodes right now. Um, okay. Okay. But the other thing I checked out was like, and I really like the He-Man. I really like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe growing up. Like that was like, that okay. was my yeah. jam. That and Thundercats, right? And so, like, I've seen the various He-Man reboots. Um, I watched the most recent one penned by Kevin Smith on Netflix like a year mm-hmm. or two ago. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it, like, like I know that there was, like, some stuff that was, like, some people didn't like. But, like, honestly, I thought it was, like, it was a fun little, like, romp. Uh, ended well. And it had, like, a lot more heart than it deserved to have. Um, anyways, the next iteration. So, it's, like, that was He-Man Masters of the Universe Revelation. And the, okay. the new series like came out, and again, it's a continuation of the Kevin Smith storyline stuff. It's He Man, Master of the Uni- okay. Masters of the Universe Revolution, and um, this is like introducing like uh, uh, is it Hordak, like the Horde. So it's like Skeletor is like okay. the big bad for a long time, but yeah. at some point in time in He Man's like sort of chronology, like this this other villain comes into play. Um, who is like basically like he's like the bigger, badder, meaner version of Skeletor. Ah. He's got it's like a anyways. So like yeah, it's it's I watched the first episode of that tonight and uh again it's just like it's 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 kind of fun. It's a little nostalgic and it's got some heart. Um yeah. but it's not like it's not like gonna change your life or anything. It's it's <laughs> it's He Man. Come on. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching is like nice. you know, some some anime and and He Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Wait, what do you mean? So uh, this, I guess, this leads us into our our last um, sort of category here for for mm-hmm. the the backlog report. What have you been playing here lately, man? Oh yes, the video games. Um, the vid- have- we are a video game podcast. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so if you've listened to the last episode of the podcast, I, I released a little review on Chroma Squad. So I finished up Chroma Squad on on the Switch, and um, the, you know, long story short, I enjoyed it. I can't fully recommend it, but I enjoyed it. So I was able to get a negative one first game that I beat this year. So a month in, and I got my first negative one. 
so that was fun. Um, I did play through, or no, excuse me, I did not play through, but I have been playing Super Mario Wonder. Um, I play it with my kids, but I wanted to start my own file because I didn't play all the levels that, that my kids had played. You know, I, I don't play, or I hadn't played as much as them. But there were a couple nights that I was just like, you know what, I'm not feeling Chroma Squad right now. Like, I want something like more involved and and played some Super Mario Wonder. And let me tell you, that's a fun game. I I mm-hmm. do like it quite a bit. Um it's it's really cool and and very inventive, imaginative. Uh so so they do some really cool stuff. So I'm digging Super Mario Wonder. Um went with the kids to our local library which is pretty close, only a few blocks away and lo and behold, they rent out video games there. So, um, this was not planned, but according to our, our backlog beatdown rules, you get one, uh, negative point for a, a borrowed game throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I think we're about to, to finish this game. We've been playing, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And it has been so much fun. Yeah. That game is great. That's, that's a game that I need to go back and actually sort of wrap up, but yeah. It's great. It it's short. I mean, we're yeah. we're almost we're only a few levels away from the end, so we sh- I should get that negative point by by the next episode. Um, yeah, it's so much more like the Super Nintendo game than I had thought. For some reason, I, I guess when the game had released, I thought stuff was smaller and, and just, it looked different to me. But it feels a lot. It feels a lot like that Super Nintendo game, um, Turtles in Time, except mm-hmm. like with more stuff, like a lot more stuff to do and and like different moves and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, really enjoying that game with the kiddos. Uh, did play a little bit of baby shark on switch as well, because Penny likes baby shark a lot. And so we got that from the library. (laughs) Um, outside of that, we have a draft going on in the discord. And the first game that was drafted for me overwhelmingly with like four or five points, um, the runner-up, I think, had two or three. Anyways, the the number one is the second Ace Attorney game, Ace Attorney Justice for All. And so I've been playing that on 3DS, on the elliptical, and I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, only, I'm only a little ways in. I'm on the second case. The first cases are usually just kind of intro cases. Mm-hmm. I'm in the second case. I'm, I'm, wrapping the, I'm rounding the corner on the second case here. And I do think... I I have not a hard time. I was going to say I have a, a hard time with these games. That's not true. I enjoy the Ace Attorney games. I only played the first one. I haven't played any other ones. I But I enjoy this style of game. However, I think it might be a little too clever for me, <laughs> if that makes sense. I like brain teasers and puzzles like Professor Layton and those yeah. kinds of things. Ace Attorney can be a little obscure in the it's, sense that well, like dude, it's got the the old adventure game point and click adventure game stuff to it yeah that's, that's exactly what i was gonna say yes that can be a little like obtuse yes yes and it feels that way it's like i know i'm close to the answer but as soon as i give a wrong answer then i get penalized for it and so i'm you um you know when i'm almost about to lose i'll just pull up a guide and follow that and, and with that, I feel like it's not taking too much away because it is a lot of it's a visual novel. You know, I'm reading a bunch. You're getting to know these characters. It's super wacky and crazy. And so I'm still really enjoying it. 
and I don't really mind. I'm not following the guide the entire time. It's just I don't want to lose my progress and have to like reread or hold down the B button for another couple minutes, you know, to get back to where I was. Because most of the time, if I'm, I, I haven't really been completely lost very much. It's it's mostly like I'm I'm right there. I just don't know how the game like what they want me to present. Mm-hmm. I know there are these things that don't add up, you know. So, um, so all that to say is I am enjoying it. It there's. It's just not my, I, I guess I'm, it's just too clever for me, <laughs> a little too obscure for Dude, me. I, I don't, I think that's just, you're running into like, uh, those point and click adventure games require a very unique set of sensibilities mm-hmm. that frankly, I don't think, I don't think they, they communicate. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I, I frankly, I sort of look at that as a design problem more okay. than, that- Yeah. That that's kind of how it feels because I'll get frustrated because I'm like I know like I'm I'm almost there I just don't know exactly what the game wants me yeah. to do. Um, yeah. And now and now I do think actually this one's much more reined in than old school. You know. Oh yeah, point yeah, yeah, and Click yeah. adventures because um, it's not immediate death. It 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 gives you a, quite a a bit before you get to that. Yeah, you get um, like you get a few shots at it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But I will say, you know, I mentioned comparing this to something like Professor Layton. Uh, even comparing it to the like the uh, zero escape games which take a very different tone i understand but even those i feel like those kind of brain teasers and puzzles make are way uh they're much more up my alley in terms of okay i i've got all the pieces here i can figure this out i just need to work at it for a little while whereas yeah this one feels a bit more obtuse and it's an older game anyways yeah. but i am enjoying it i i like Ace Attorney, I like what they do with these games. Uh, there's just some, you know, m- some minor frustrations at times that just forces me to pull out a guide, and then I'm fine. And it's like, so, okay, and I just resign myself to this is what it's this is what it's going to be. Is that that's a that's one of the Phoenix Wright games, though, right? Yes, yes, okay. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Justice mm-hmm. for All. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. the second one that was ever released. So they have the, the trilogy that they sell on, on a mm-hmm. bunch of different platforms. I'm playing it on 3DS. So, yep, that's what I have been playing, but haven't finished anything except for Chroma Squad. So I'm still at negative one. Still at, I'm at negative one. Yeah. Again, hopefully that will change by next time and, and hopefully not positively. Hopefully that'll change negatively by next yeah, episode. For sure, for sure. Um, so as far as what I've been playing, and, and obviously this month is I'm taking a, a, a bit of a break off of single player stuff mm-hmm. um, and just mostly games in general. Um, okay. But I do sort of give myself the opening to play. Like if, if a friend wants to play some multiplayer stuff, I sort of open myself up to that. Yeah. And um, so... <laughs> So there's a bit of a story here. There was an acquisition made, but it's also it's mm-hmm. counting as a as a patron pick. Um, okay, friend, longtime friend of the show, Micah, uh, yeah, Micah Gear Solid. Uh, he's been a patron since like almost day one, and he has never made yeah, a, guy. a a patron request from us. And it, in a way, he didn't either. But he basically he was like trying to feel me out to see if I was like interested in Tekken 8 and I said well not Mm -hmm. really I said like I'm interested in it but it's like also like I haven't played Tekken in a number of years he's like well it's like I thought it would be like kind of cool for us to play 
And my response is like, all right, dude, like, that's cool. But what I'm going to need you to do is like, I'm going to need you to do an episode on this with me um, so I can justify mm-hmm. this thing. <laughs> so I bought Tekken 8 and we've been playing a little bit. And like Logan's, Logan's been playing a little bit. My brother Deuce has been playing a little bit. And it is so much fun. It oh, is yeah? so much like, dude, like, we're, we're, so like nice. the other night, Logan and Micah and me got into a voice chat, like a party chat. And mm-hmm. then we like, you can create this lounge, right? And so the three of us are in this lounge and it's basically, um, it's sort of like winner stays, like loser, loser passes the control kind of thing. And, okay. but then whoever's not playing that actually it kicks into a spectator mode. And it, it, it is like, it was actually Megan yelled at me a little bit, not yelled, but uh, because I was being loud and my son was sleeping upstairs. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like, but it's like, it's like, it goes back to that, like, kind of like, it reminds me of like when I was like the first like apartment I ever had. And my buddies and me would, mm-hmm. we'd play Tekken two or three, like on yeah. the PlayStation and the, there's the, the, the shenanigans. And it's just like, it's been so much fun. Um, so, so much fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I did not expect to like that. Like I, I thought it was going to be like fine. You know, it's like, it's got a 90 uh, on like open critic. Like it's, it's a supposed to be a really good game. And I enjoy mm-hmm fighting games but like there's something about this like just like hanging out with with my my guys like smashing each other's faces like just like you know beating each other to a pulp and just like the like that <laughs> like dude it's like it's it's so much fun um really can't um just surpassed expectations like and it's it's actually That's just awesome. a really satisfying game to play as well like it, it controls well i forgot like I played Tekken two and three a good bit. Um, and I just forgot like, Oh, like, Oh, let's this game is like really, yeah, it's really enjoyable. Um, just been a ton of fun. I've also been playing, um, with Parker and we, he was like, well, do you want to play anything? And I said, well, dude, I said, I like, if, if the, the, like, there's a pile of like co-op stuff that we have sort of sitting in our mutual backlogs. And so he, we just like, we picked something kind of small and we've been going through it a little bit and it's like from the PS4, but it's a gauntlet and I think it's called the Slayer edition. Um, and it's basically just hmm. like, do you, do you remember the game gauntlet at all? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I played it's, through, or I mean, I never finished the NES one, but, um, on Nintendo 64, I really yeah. liked that one. That one was a lot of fun. It's just, it's, it's like that. It's just like, it's like a, nice. it's, it's a version of gauntlet and it's, we've been playing it a little bit and like, we're like halfway, like we, we put it like an hour or two into it the other night. um just like talking and it's like, it's like a very like, it's a, it's a pretty chill game. So it's like, it's, it's the kind of game where you can like just hang out and you can talk and you don't have to be like too like invested in the gameplay or anything, but we've mm-hmm. been playing that a little bit. We're like, I said, we're about halfway through. Um, okay. And that's been kind of just like a fun one to like sort of like bop bop in. It's like very like low, but like yeah. So that's what I've been playing. You know, it's like nice. I I like I said. I think I've done like last night. I played a little bit of um like I said Tekken with Logan and Micah, and then uh, 
gauntlet there was like i think maybe saturday evening parker was like hey you want to hop on for a little bit and i was like yeah sure i could do that friday or saturday evening. but like because tekken is is a patron game like and uh, i i don't take any points for that acquisition that also mm-hmm. means i can't score on it um, right so it's yeah. just a game like you know um so i'm still at zero which uh you know that's i'm okay with that like you know it's a I've nice got a, round number it's a, yeah it's uh that that goose egg i don't mind that um but speaking of the beat down here folks it's time mm. it's time for the plugs and uh, as always like you know as it's been for quite some time uh the this meta that we run every year the the beat down here is where you know and again you guys probably know how we just did like a buy size on the rules. Go back and listen to that if you don't know what we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> the GG app is the official app of the backlog beatdown. And it's essentially a letterbox style app for your game collection. Um, you can do custom lists, which, which is actually how we track everything. Um, so like Josh and I each have a list. Um, we run multiple lists throughout the year. But mm-hmm. we have a list for acquisitions. We have a list for the games that we... we uh, and that that we actually for the games that we actually beat down over the mm-hmm. course of of the year and then uh you know sometimes there's like i have like some podcasts and preferential lists i have a hookshot list i've got all sorts of lists lists that i'm populating um, all the time <laughs> i have a whole just, list of lists i've got lists upon lists uh, and i've got more lists there's lots of s's in that um i'm gonna have to start putting my finger so i don't do that anyways that's weird <laughs> Um, but you can do all sorts of things on the app as well. You can rate and review games, um, you know, and it's, it's, that's like, you can sort of give a five-star rating and then you can write a mini review and you get all that kit for free 99, right? Like you can download that app from the app store, you know, for free. And if you like what he's doing for five bucks a month or $50 a year, you can get access to the elite program, which uh, gives you access to early builds and uh, a special role in his discord server. And by, by proxy, more access to Charles. Um, and, it, and again, it, GG is a really great app. Our, Charles is just, he's continuing to iterate and develop and tune it. And it's just, it's, it's really pretty cool what it's becoming. Um, we're really proud of him. We really like what he's doing and we think you should check it out. Um, that being said, other things you should check out and potentially throw money at it's us. It's this podcast. Um, we have a Patreon like so many other podcasts and we really want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar. Um, but it's a tip jar with benefits. Um, so first and foremost, you get early and uncut access to each and every episode as well as a video feed. Um, you also get access to the bro hang, which is a patron exclusive podcast, um, that more or less we record one every full length episode, um, Mm -hmm. more or less sometimes, sometimes we miss, but it's, you know, we're not perfect. You know, what, what do you want from us? We're just two guys. Um, but, uh, (laughs) you also get a special role in our discord server and, uh, you have a little more access to us through that and the Patreon and everything else. And each and every one of our patrons also gets to pick a game or a topic to do for us to do an episode episode on every year. Um, you know, some of the games like uh, Outer Worlds uh, is is on our list this year. Um, see, A Link to the Past is on our list. Uh, Persona 3 Reload, which just came out, is actually, that's going to be a patron pick. We're going to do that with Wes. Like, 
Like, so if, if you, and like, listen, don't, don't just become a patron and make us play bad games. That's not going to go well for you. That's all I'm saying. They will um, be vetoed. They will be vetoed. Um, but yeah, um, you know, like, and we, we love those guys. We're, we're so glad, like, and, and, you know, it's like the really it's the, the, the bro, the bro chacho community, like they're really a bunch of great dudes. And, uh, mm-hmm. Josh, I, I don't know what do you feel like. Should we give them a shout out this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. We got all kinds of patrons. We can just go ahead and shout them out. Why not? Okay. You mentioned him earlier, but Micah Gear, solid patron. Solid dude. Uh, Wes the Henshin mm-hmm. Dad. Paul the Techno Funk Boy. We got the incredibly inedible trash turkey. <laughs> Dorian, all your basement belong to us. Dorian. Mm-hmm. We got the, the caveman lawyer who is also a, mm. was mm. a judge, Eric Bryant. Mm-hmm. Big chill, Alex Cassianos. Yeah. We got the wonder from down under, Nicholas Porch, a.k.a. Porcho. Mm. The alternate, Spike. Mm, I I hate that one so much. <laughs> the the wordplay. Um, we've also got uh, 11 and a half marks to talk about Mark. Mm, there you go. And lastly, but not least, in the in the least bit, is Isaac the Wanderer, the Sojourner himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you you might have heard us too even reference uh, so, uh, a few guys, uh, Paul, uh, the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy, Wes the Henshin Dad, and and Porcho. They, uh, as well as us, we're all members of this thing, uh, this this little podcast network we like to call the Play Weld Network. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul does a lot of actual play stuff. Um, he has done some nostalgia and some retrospective podcasts as well, but his current project is the thorns of war. Wes's mm-hmm. current project is, uh, the retronym show. Um, he also had surprisingly enough, I, it's not really that big a surprise, but the Henshin dead podcast, um, which is all about tokusatsu and mm-hmm. like his stuff is fun too. Uh, and then porch porcho does nothing new under the porch, which is, Sort of just uh, mostly he's just sort of satirical with a little bit of insight. Um, he's just a good dude, and it's just <laughs> like it's a, it's a fun show. His one of his more recent episodes, he collected all of his little like news stories, and mm-hmm. it's like thirty minutes of just like absolutely unhinged like narrative. <laughs> um, but it's delivered too. But like like that's you know what I love most is that like. He has this like really like dry delivery, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely like it's I don't know it's like it's the pairing of like that just like he's really kind of just like matter of fact and you know he yes he does like do the the weird accents and the bad the bad impressions and everything which is also very fun but it's that <laughs> that pairing of like he's got like this really kind of like dry no nonsense kind of like delivery paired with just the unhinged like <laughs> fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff and I love it I love it it's so good it was so good it, like I was laughing almost the entire like 30 minutes of that episode it was just so <laughs> good um, but we love these guys we love what they're doing and we think you ought to check some of their stuff out and so here's a word from one of them Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father he told me enough he told me you killed him no 
I am your father. No. No. That's not true. That, that's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait. Wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. <laughs> you laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie. Exactly. This is wonderful. <laughs> You're crazy. No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did you kill mom then? Well, I... I'd, I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I, I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They, they made memes of Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. And we're back. So, hey-oh. So tonight, Josh, this is sort of, we, we, we did have a little bit of a conversation. Like we were texting back and forth Mm -hmm. a little bit about this and there's a, like, and this is not a topic that we have, like we have covered this before. We've kind of talked about like the review process and sort of, yeah, Mm -hmm. even sort of the, the nature of who reviews the reviewers, because every once in a while you will find, like, you will see like a review of a game that is so egregious and like just such a yep. dumb take yep. that you're like, you you almost want to sit across from the like if you could sit across from the person the, the other person like sit across the table from the other person like in real life you just you'd want to pull like a bit of a Tim Robinson and go you sure about that you sure about that <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> exactly like. That's like that's and, and that's actually become one of my favorite responses to so many things lately. It is good. It it's is good. just so yeah. good. Um, <laughs> but you had an experience, and so why don't you sort mm-hmm. of like set the table for us, and then we'll we'll play yep. around in this space for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So so kind of the initial uh, thing that happened was the the uh, what prompted the last episode, uh, the bite size of Chroma Squad. So with that, we even because I want to take some time to reflect on the games that I play, frankly. And so in reflecting and in kind of putting together sort of a review for myself for that game, um, I find that I enjoy, or I think it's best for me to use the five star scale um, in order to, to recommend games, which is funny because I don't think I even mentioned it in the actual review. Um, And I was thinking of where to put it because I enjoyed it. I'm like, is this a four star game? And the more that I thought about it, if you've listened to that episode, clearly um, I, I couldn't put it in the four star. So I was like, okay, it's a three star. And then I was thinking like three stars, that feels low. Like that's like a 60 out of a hundred. So you think of, you know, like our fantasy critic league. So open you don't critic, use half like stars? No, no. Because, and, and that's part of it, is that I just, I, I feel like I need to make a decision. You know, because otherwise I'm like, oh, but the, the, you know, because really then that's a that's a, a ten the scale you've got ten you know posts to work with there. Um, whereas I'd rather do the five star just so that I can I can finalize like I can make it I can be very decisive in in where I want the game to rate. 
And so, yeah, I, th- I think Chroma Squad sits at a three star, which feels low to me, you know, with the time that I put in with, again, I enjoyed the game, um, but uh, it helps me to to really kind of differentiate, okay, is this really three? Because clearly it is not a four star game. Okay, then it has to be a three star. And then that got me thinking about uh, from there, okay, if that's a 60 out of a hundred, you know, a six out of 10, a three out of five kind of game, then, um, you know, I, 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 it feels, that feels kind of harsh to me to put it there. Um, but as I was thinking about it, maybe, maybe I ought to be more harsh on the games. Like if I'm going to give, you know, a dozen hours of my life to something, 15 hours of my life, whatever, to something then maybe I should start to be more harsh with my reviews and not just not just use that kind of baseline oh seven is an okay game <laughs> which is which is kind of crazy and it just it got me thinking about you know how we how we rate games in general well, kind of parallel to that there's this article uh not article there's this review that was shared in the discord so um, early shout outs go to, I believe it was Bergen who, who brought it up. Um, but then Jono was talking about it and Wes was talking about it as well. And it was a review for Persona 3 Reload. Okay. So this review, they just screen capped kind of the ending of the review. I can, I can throw a link to the review in the, in the description here of the podcast episode. It's from, uh, the outlet is the sixth axis. It's a 9 out of 10 review, okay? The reviewer is positive on the game overall. But at the very end, kind of like the IGN pop-up thing, or is it GameSpot? I don't know. It has a little section for for high points, for good things about the game and bad things about the game. And in the bad column, here's what it says. It says, the first bad thing, it's not Persona 5. The second bad thing, some very adult themes here, including suicide make it not suitable for some. And the third bad thing, the lack of the female protagonist option is a step back from earlier releases. And just seeing this, and and understanding, okay, you know, this is the little blurb at the end to help summarize things from it. But just seeing this out of context, I'm like, this is an absolutely ridiculous review. Like, what is this guy's criteria that he's he's marking off, you know, the bad things about this game is that it is not its own sequel? Like, th- that's <laughs> definitely the, the most egregious, like, and, and we sort of, we've been riffing about this a little bit. It's just so yeah. dumb. It's yes. like, it's, it is literally kind of one of those moments where it's like, you sure about that? Like, uh-huh. That's that's what you want to go with. Like that's your take. That's your position. Is that mm-hmm. like it, it's a bad thing that this is not Persona Five or more like Persona Five? And I'm kind of like, dude, like, and that's to me is kind of. And 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 you and I even talked about this, like to a certain extent. It's like there is a way to express a similar sentiment without sounding like a total putz, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. you can say like, Hey, it's still pretty dated because mm-hmm. it's basically, it's like a 20 year old game or a 15 year old game. Yes. Right? Which that, Hey, that's a legitimate criticism. 
And and to be fair, I think that's what he's trying to get at. But, like I think that's what he's saying. But, but <laughs> that's not well, and, how he and said even, it. Like so, like you want to say, like, hey, like a con is like, hey, it deals with like it's thematically, it's about suicide, it's about like it, it plays with suicide and death. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that's a that's a fair caveat. That's a fair like warning flag. And I would even sort of say like that third con where it's mm-hmm. like because there's that what is it that uh, what's the 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 lack of the female protagonist? But it's uh, they're actually talking about bringing it forward as DLC. There's, what is it? The, oh, okay. the additional okay. content. There's some um, leaks. I, I had heard a, a rumor that there was going to be DLC for the answer, which was the, the answer fest. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the female protagonist, but, but I, um, I heard that they were potentially anyways, but it's, okay. it's like, I don't know, dude, like the, the, mm-hmm. like that one, I'm like, I can understand that because you had that in, what was it? Persona three or was it uh, portable? Or, portable yeah, is the when they portable. introduced the female protagonist. Dude, like mm-hmm. again, <laughs> Japanese game naming conventions. Mm-hmm. You guys, y'all need help. Like stop. <laughs> like, um, but I mean, you, it's pretty clear. There's four different versions of persona three, persona <sighs> three, persona three fest, persona three portable, and now persona three reload. Thanks. I hate it. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's it's insane, is what it mm-hmm. is, um, and like I can like the other two, I can say like, hey, like these are these are things that were part like integral parts or like fairly noticeable parts of previous like this game to a certain mm-hmm. extent, and they're removing them, you know, or they're not acknowledging it. Do I think like you're kind of like 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 I said, the last two don't seem as egregious, right? Because it's it's basically saying there like there was content in this game that you're stripping out, or even sort of like saying, hey, the the, the actual content and the, the themes of this game are pretty heavy and bear sort of like consideration. But like that first mm-hmm. one, it's like it's not Persona Five. Like to me, like I read that and it like when that first popped up in the Discord, I was like, oh please, mm-hmm. I think my my exact response was, please tell me that's real. Please tell <laughs> me that some idiot actually said that, and. That and and that's the point is that like they're making it, they're using that as a, and again they they score the game still really well as a, as a nine out of ten. Um, they're right. saying this this game is very very good. It it borders mm-hmm. on on greatness, right? But they're saying like one of the things that like serves as a bit of a gig for them is that it's not Persona Five, and it's and again it's not even a critique about like something that the game does. It's about inherently, well, it's not this other thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like me saying like, you know, uh, Breath of the Wild is a bad game because it's not Wind Waker. Like, or not even a bad game. But that's that's a dumb critique. That's mm-hmm. a, that is a stupid, low effort, lazy critique. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're, not, you're, you're not actually critiquing anything of substance. You're just sort of like saying like, oh, I, I don't like it as much because it's not this other thing that I like more. And mm-hmm. it's like, like, I don't know if, if my, okay, like, let's make this a little more personal. We all know that I take umbrage with Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I resent the hookshot stuff. 
seriously. I there lots of bits, but it's like I have never come out and said that like I don't like Breath of the Wild because it's not Wind Waker, because mm-hmm. I know that's a bad take. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm kind of like gobsmacked by the lack of self awareness here in this this person like. I I still like even though like we've we've had sort of like this access to this review for like weeks at this point in time. It just it's so banal, like mm-hmm. it's so asinine. I don't yeah. know. It's just like it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I've I've ranted enough about the the stupidity and the ignorance <laughs> of this review. Um, well, so I think this kind of encapsulates th- some of the issues that that we wanted to talk about in general. Um, I'll give just real quickly my take on it is that, yes, I think, th- I mean, like you, I think that's it's kind of ridiculous to say, hey, it's not Persona 5. Like, obviously, it's not Persona 5. Like, obviously, there was Persona 4 and then Persona 5 after Persona 3. So, like, they added things, they took away things. They're different games, and you can't carry over all those things back into Persona Three, even if it is remade. You know, like it's it's not. Uh, so I, well, I completely agree with you. Just the, the idea of and it even make if sense. you you did sort of like let let's just say like you made it way more like Persona Five. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, like you're actually stripping out, like you you'd probably hit a point where you just start stripping out the the heart and soul of what makes Persona Three unique and special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah, that, that's definitely part of it. Um, and and so I I went and I read the entire review just to get some context. Again, I do think that he's just saying like, hey, for everyone who just jumped in to Persona with Persona Five this game is not that like you need to recognize that this is an older game. However, he never comes out and actually says that in the, in the review. So I'm just like, I I want, I want to assume the best that that's what you're getting at, but you don't, you don't explain yourself. And, and so this just looks terrible. Um, I actually do have an issue with the other things that, that were in the bad column for dinging this game for it. And, well, yeah, let's get, no, let's get and to let me Let me second. clarify. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that they're worth dinging the game, right? Or right. Whatever. Yeah. I do think that it's okay to say like, like here, here's, here's, you know what? Instead of saying cons, if you would have just mm-hmm. been like said like, hey, things to be aware of. Yes. Yes. Like. Yes. You could have, you could have very easily sort of like sidestep this entire issue but like Mm -hmm. and this is part of the process the problem with the reviews process in general is Mm -hmm. that they do like these bullet points and guess what most people don't take the five like the five minutes to actually read the review Mm -hmm. they just they read our last episode on digital liturgies for more on that but yes (laughs) they 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 pay attention to the bullet points and they move Mm -hmm. on yeah. And so like the the thing is like those three things, like if he would just sort of so like, you know, or you know, I, I don't know if there's like, but like, you know, pros pros is like, hey, here's the really good things about the game. Cons mm-hmm. is like the things that are gonna like you gig it on. Like these are like the things that it's I don't know. And I feel like there needs like if if you're gonna sort of like stick to this bullet point format, there needs mm-hmm. to be a third one. It's like maybe things to be aware of or like 
take heed or something like right. that. But it, right. But it's not like, hey, this, this isn't a bad, it's not a bad, these aren't bad things per exactly. se. These yep. are things that you just need to like, you need to sort of have, have a heads up about like going mm-hmm. into this. If like you're kind of coming into this blind, you need to be aware. Like mm-hmm. maybe here, here's like three things. Like, yep. Yep. And, and that was honestly, that was the point that I was going to make is that when it says that some very adult themes here, including suicide, make it not new, suitable for some, that is something that I think should be said in the review. Um, now on the box to the game, it is rated M, you know, it's rated 17 plus, um, I, I believe that's M right is 17 plus. Um, yeah, but I mean, we also live in a market like in, in, in an environment where like we've got 13 year olds playing grand theft auto five or whatever. So sure. Which is sure. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> right. But, but it is rated for adult like this is not made for children it's like there is that warning so i'm saying i'm saying that that um th- I'm, that's something to be noted is that there are heavy themes in this game um i i hope this isn't too much of a spoiler for the game itself but a a big theme of the game like it's talking about here is death and the inevitability of death and so to me someone who has played this game when you have in the bad column of your review the fact that this deals with heavy themes like suicide um i i don't see how that is a bad thing for this game when the entire theme of the game is death like that that just doesn't I, it it upsets me <laughs> that that would be the game itself would be marked that this would fall into the bad column. Like that's what this whole game is about. Um, not that it's all about suicide, but, but to your point, yeah. like if there just would have been a caution, a warning um, that, that well, this is in the game. It, yeah. Like, cause that's, that, that's the that's thing. Fine. Pros, pros are like the mm-hmm. benefits, the good things right. about this game. Cons are sort of like, hey, here are the things to watch out for. These are these are mm-hmm. problem areas, and yep. I think if you would have just said like warning, like because and that's the thing, it's like these things don't necessarily reflect. The, these are not indicative of any sort of like qualitative shift or anything like that. Like pros and cons very much sort of line up into that. Like here's like, and again, it's like like these are the things that make it quality. These are the things that detract from the quality, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you just right. sort of create a third category and say like things again to sort of be aware of, like here's here's a heads up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know he- heads up on the fact that like if you if you're coming into the series for the first time, like or you played five and you want to sort of like this is not Persona Five, mm-hmm. and this this is a very different experience, and there there's some very dated like gameplay kind of like just concepts, execution, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. And then say like, hey, uh, this is like, whereas like Persona 5 was a little more, and again, th- these are all sort of like like saying, hey, if you're coming from Persona 5, here's some stuff to be aware of. Like, yep. Like, it's like, yeah, that, that, and, and again, it's like, that would be fine, but that's not mm-hmm. what they did. Right. It's like, it's they, they sort of said, well, like, these are the things that were basically, again, 
we we keep but these this is what we're dinging it for mm-hmm. that's not persona 5 that yep. the the themes are dark and spooky and it's it's about death and suicide mm-hmm. um you know and and and, and you know and again, like I said, like just noting like, hey, like previous iterations included a female protagonist. That's not part of it. And that uh, the answer, which is previously released content, is not mm-hmm. part of this. I think, and again, I think it's fine to just say like, hey, be aware of this. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah to, to say it as like, this is like, we're going to gig it for that is ridiculous. Right. And, and here's the other thing is that maybe it was just the state of mind that I was in when I read it the, f- the first time. But that third point, that the lack of the female protagonist option is a step back from earlier releases. Um, while I see what he's saying, that this doesn't include all of the added content in some of the other versions, the fact that he singled out the female protagonist route stuck out to me. Um, because like you mentioned, there's there's this whole extra side content epilogue that actually has to do with some of the story. It gives explanation to some of the main characters of the game um, and rounds out their characters. And that was that is not in this version either. That that um, deal that stuff that edition is called the answer. And and he doesn't mention that. It seems it felt to me as though he was white knighting like, oh, you can't be a girl in this game. Um, when he singled out the female protagonist, because frankly, um, while I know that some people in the who like Persona Three a lot uh, like that female protagonist route because of the options that it gives you to you know romance male characters and stuff like that, it doesn't change that much in the course of the story. Um, whereas the answer actually gives more story and actually like rounds out some characters, so it just feels weird to me that like. He singles out one piece of content, not all of it. It 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 feels kind of yeah. It's, uh, there's probably some virtue like, signaling. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. I was gonna say there's probably some signaling there. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's that's kind of like to be expected from mm-hmm. a lot of games media. <laughs> but I, I think too the 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 more important thing is like not to just beat up on this dude's like right poor like critique and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's even indicative of the body of this individual's work right mm-hmm. but it's like you kind of have a note here it's like if you want to be treated like a journalist you need to actually articulate you need to be able mm-hmm. to like express your your positions well and to not um and and it's just like i i think like that's the thing it's it's so mindless it's just like it's it's lazy yeah and yeah and i think that's like you know it's not to it's not to excuse because i think there have frankly been some really like heinous behavior like online it, like listen like twitter it slash x is can be an absolute cesspool mm-hmm. uh on on like on any any side of the spectrum of any ideology like there's some like i think most people are not that unhinged and i've seen some games media games journalist people treated really really poorly i've also seen okay. some of the the games journalist games media people treat fan bases incredibly mm-hmm. poorly like it's not mm-hmm. it's not like oh like they're all good they're all bad kind of thing um I think like 
I've seen examples of, of it on both sides, but I think like there is kind of this problem that there is a little bit of like conflict in a lot of ways between some of the more mainstream outlets when it comes to like the, the games journalists, like the reviews process. And a lot of it is like in, 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 you know, I talked about it is that so many of these reviewers, um, treat their opinion as something more than opinion. They, they kind of mm -hmm. want to present their opinion as, as, as a bit of an objective sort of position. Whereas, and, and I think like the really honest reviewers, like there's a guy that I've mentioned multiple times. I, I mentioned to him to you earlier tonight, actually. Uh, I think it, his last name, I, his name is Travis. And I want to say Northrop. Um, Okay. But he goes by the moniker Ty Guy Travis on on X. And I like I've just even when I disagree with this guy, I'm really kind of impressed with I think like his, basically his journalistic or his his review, his his crit, critical integrity in the sense that like okay. when he yeah. reviews a game, he does a lot to sort of remove his personal bias from it. Like now, obviously like in his reviews and I've read some of them where he's like, I didn't really care for this, but like, here's the things that I think are really good. Here's the things that, that, that I think don't work. Like you can't, you can't like the, the reviews process is inherently subjective. Right. But mm -hmm. I think that, and there's one of two ways that you can sort of approach it. You can look for the people whose tastes sort of align with yours and that you can trust their opinions a little bit more like because that's going to like that's going to resonate with you or you can also occasionally find the individual who is going to sort of in, in as much as it, as it is possible divorce themselves from this and sort of give you as sort of an objective like they're going to you're going to get some personal perspective because that that's that's inherent to the process but they're also mm -hmm. going to like just like instead of just saying I don't like this game because of X, Y, and Z, like hey, I didn't care for this game, but here's where the execution was really good. Or here's like if you like this, like if you like this other thing, you're probably going to like this because it's similar in these ways. Like, and that's like that is good criticism, where it's not even about just like I'm a fan of X thing, and so I'm going to champion this. And I'm going to like kind of deride the things that I don't like about this versus saying like, no, here's like the merits of the game, you know, in, in, a, in a way, regardless of how I feel about the game personally, like here's the merits. Here's the, the things that frankly, I think need a little bit of work or need to be adjusted. Like there's a way to critically engage that actually has like integrity and like, yeah. And frankly, it's like, and again, I didn't read the entirety of this review, but that that's, I think like this, this review as, as a bit of just like a, a sort of like the throw it up in the limelight is actually kind of like indicative of a lot of just like the, the shoddier work that we're seeing in that side of things where it's like, you, you want to be taken seriously as a journalist. You want to be taken seriously as, as a critic, but then you're, it's just like this sort of low effort, lazy kind of like critique. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, don't, don't do that. Don't like, I think that's, I think that's kind of where you're getting at with some of this. It's like, mm -hmm. this is, this is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, when when it, it yeah, it just devolves into this kind of and you mentioned how it is inherently subjective, right? It's it's based on our experience. Even when you're dealing with something like the medium of video games, there's the there's, you know, what you enjoy personally, but then there's also the fact that you can have a different experience depending on the choices that you make in the game. You know, depending on how you go about doing certain things. I mentioned, I'll refer back to to my review of um, Chroma Squad and how I thought it was really easy. If you are, you know, if, if you've never played a tactics game, maybe that would make it more difficult. Or if you've played a bunch of them and so you started the game on the hardest mode, like maybe you'll find more enjoyment and more challenge from something like that. So, so it's subjective in a couple different ways. One, it can be a different experience <laughs> for different people, but two, it could just be what the person likes and what they don't like. But as, as someone who is putting their opinion out there <laughs> on, on games, I, yeah, I really think if you, if you want to be taken seriously, you need to be able to express those things and explain why you do and don't. And, and, and I think those types of people are the ones that I generally tend to follow online are the ones that, Hey, even if I disagree with their overall assessment, at least I understand why and how they came to their conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the people that earn your respect again. Like, you know, it's like that even if you end up sort of landing into and in a different spot like you can see how they got where they got and i think Mm -hmm. that's that's part of that that is part of the thing and i think too like you brought up something is like different people are going to have different experiences with different types of games Mm -hmm. um and there is that but i also think that, that just even some of the the nature of just the way that games are being made today is is sort of shifting Mm -hmm. so like recently starfield came out right um which may or may not have suffered from some of like because it it was not skyrim in space and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people were not happy about that that particular design choice and so it may have gotten gigged for that but that's also i think that's the thing is like it's coming from bethesda studios which is like that's what they do they they make skyrim like they they make (laughs) a massive like immersive worlds and uh, when you you sort of deviate from that that core philosophy, maybe a little too much, like you know the the people, it's it is about expectations and stuff like that. But I I think in particular, like the the thing that like a game like Starfield, the thing that I'm really curious about with that is um, in that reviews process, like and it got like fine reviews. I think it got like a lot of sevens and eights, and it, and it got mm. a, an occasional like nine, and then it got you know, maybe like an occasional like six or five or something. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it was kind of like all over the place where, and it just ended up settling like into that sevens and eights kind of range where it's like, it's a good game. It's not a great game. It's a good game. Um, or it's like maybe good verging on great. But I think the reality is with like games like that, um, and that, not that there's a ton of them, a ton of them, but like, think about like Skyrim is like on everything, refrigerators, like, you know, it, and like, how do you properly assess something like that? Where it's like, it's, 
like because Skyrim, I re- I remember playing Skyrim very very early, like it, like it was okay. had been out for mm-hmm. like a week, maybe. And my one roommate bought it, and we, he he installed it on the computer, and we were playing it for a while. And that initial sort of experience versus like the game that is Skyrim now, there is a massive sort of there's a massive difference. And yeah. so I'm I'm even looking at like Starfield. And I'm like, it's to me, one of the things is like, okay, so like you can have a, an initial review or impression of this game off the crack, but the reality is like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like it has, it, this is not its final form. Like Starfield is yeah. a game that is going to evolve as the years go down. And I think one of the the things that was really disappointing is that the coverage that I read, and I'm not saying that nobody did this, but the coverage that I read about, like that I read in regards to Starfield was like, nobody was talking about the fact that like this game is going to be iterated on and modded and changed. And there's going to be DLC added. And like Mm. in, in a year or two or five or 10, the thing that people are experiencing now is going to be remarkably different than the thing that we're going like, you know, yes, some yeah. of those basic bones will be there, but what we're going to be in, in a way experiencing in five years or whatever is a much more fully fleshed out version of this game. Just like, and again, that initial like Skyrim originally to like Skyrim now. And it's like, there's yes. Like the basics are all there. The bones are all there, mm-hmm. but like, that there's been a massive like th- am i making sense and i just feel like the the review process i think sometimes doesn't take into account like like hi-fi rush mm-hmm. you know from okay they're both microsoft properties hi-fi rush is very encapsulated it's sort of like it's very linear it has this very sort of like it tells its story it does its thing and it's sort of like it it takes the time that it takes and it's in and it's out whereas like something like starfield is like it's it's almost like like people are playing it over and over and over again and i'm saying like and there's like all these different like you may not experience the same path or whatever that and that's what i'm saying is like it doesn't always seem like you can't you can't treat those games the same way but i think a lot of times like the the way that reviews pro the review processes approach these is like to kind of try and just like boil it down where it's Mm -hmm. like the just, I don't know. And I don't know what the answer is per se, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it almost feels like something like Starfield ought to have like a bit of an asterisk and say like, you know, we understand like, this is like just, an, this is like the initial sort of like, look at this game. And mm-hmm. we might have to revisit this in a few years, like with serious content or upgrades or patches or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't yeah, know. There's, that's, well, it's an interesting thing to think about because, okay, there's there's the expansiveness of the game. So certainly, you know, and, and I guess that, that's not unprecedented, unprecedented, excuse me, um, with other video games in general of the fact that, yeah, your experience can, can um, be vastly different than someone else's just because of everything there is to do in the game. But I do think... Um, what is uh, unprecedented when when you think of reviews in general when you think of critique um and the critics 
um, you know, I opened up this episode <laughs> talking about, well, it was, it was an office reference, but, uh, movie critics and food critics and things like that. Um, the medium or the media, excuse me, that they are critiquing is a, a very tangible thing. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't change over time. So I do think, I, I mean, I, I think of movies too. I think of something, the closest analog I can think of, uh, to something like this would be, um, what was it? The Batman V Superman movie that, mm -hmm. that came out. And then there was the Snyder cut, you know, later that changed a lot of the things about the movie or, or was it justice league that they did that with? Maybe they, no, did they really, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it was Justice League. Um, so sorry about that. I, I didn't watch either. I, yeah, Justice League, I think, was the Snyder Cut. <laughs> that was yeah. the Snyder Cut one. Yep. Uh, yeah, because that, that changed hands in the middle of it. So, so with something like that, you had reviewers reviewing the movie essentially as a different movie at that point. Um, it wasn't that their review of the original movie was updated. It, it just treated it as two separate pieces of media. And in a way, it seems like that may be the, the best way to handle something like Skyrim. Like this is our 20 or Skyrim, excuse me, Starfield. Like this is our 2024 but, I mean, review. Skyrim of is like sort of like it, it, it suffers from the point. same problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Is, is like maybe you update it annually um and have them as their own kind of separate reviews um at that point uh, like, it, it like is a living a living review mm -hmm. yeah yeah maybe the, or yeah maybe even just an addendum for the 2025 edition 2026 edition or something like mm -hmm. that not that it necessarily has to be with every little edition of the game every you know every patch and update and things like that that, that adds more things uh, but over time, you know, you may want to circle back to it, uh, which does provide. So, so I think that provides an interesting um, take on this original idea that I had. You know, that kind of spawned this is trying to nail down a score for a review. And I know I'll come out in front of it before I kind of get there, uh, just to say that I totally understand. Most of the time, when you have this discussion about how do you review things. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I'd say people doing the reviewing are like, I don't like a number system. You should just read my whole review and not boil it down to the numbers. Um, but of course that's what people mostly focus on is but that's, the numbers. That's not, that's not even the point of the review. And I'm not even mm -hmm. saying that that's, I, I technically agree with them. Like they, mm -hmm. they put yeah. 2000, like, dude, like none of these reviews are probably more than like 10 minutes of reading. If that, mm -hmm. you know, um, right. So like, I'm like, yeah, you probably should read the view, but what did like, you know, you, like it's this, this question is like, what, what are the reviews? What's the purpose? And the purpose is to give me a ballpark idea of whether or not it's like to help me gauge my interest in this game. Mm -hmm. That's, yep. that's it. And so like, it does need to be like a little bit more like concise, cons like, like it, the, I mean, that's that's the point of the reviews, in my opinion. It's like to let me know. Okay. It's like, am am I going to? Is this a game I'm going to want to check out or pick? Like, is this is this a play now? Is this a sit on it for a little bit, or is this just mm -hmm. a hard pass? Like, you mm -hmm. know, wait. Is this like play now, wait for a sale, or a hard pass? And yeah, I just kind of 
like I think. Well, if you don't mind me butting in for just yeah, a second, ahead, that, that, that is, I think, an interesting way to look at reviews because I agree that that's typically how I'll use it. Well, I'll, I'll usually use kind of the aggregated score to get an idea and then maybe peruse a few reviews or skim through them to get an idea of whether or not I, I'm interested. Maybe even watch a YouTube video or two. I think, again, if we're looking at other forms of media, movies in particular, a review is not to give you an idea of whether or not you like it a lot of the times a review is to get at some of the deeper themes of the movie is to kind of explain or explain what you got out of this piece of art, basically, um, you know, an art review or, mm. or something along those lines. Um, so I, I would actually, I'm not sure that that, even though I use it that way. Okay. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying I'm on the same page there. Um, but I'm not sure that that should necessarily be the purpose of a review. Now, I believe there's financial incentive to make it that way <laughs> because well, you're it doesn't typically have to be the exclusive purpose of the review. That's true. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's the, and I think that the, the, that's actually the more compelling case. What you're sort of like pitching here is that it's, it's a way to, to sort of like deepen our understanding of that, that piece of media mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to, to help us engage it a little differently. And, uh, but I think like the, 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 the problem though, is that the way, I, I guess that the problem is that like with that approach is that the way that video game reviews are done now is primarily sort of consumer oriented in basically sort of helping people like make a decision right off the crack. Mm -hmm. And yep. that requires early access and mm -hmm. it's, it it re, like it's it's sort of like an immediacy like you have to be right kind of like you have to be in that moment as zeitgeist and what you're talking about is actually like more of a like a long form review which is kind of like at at times you know sometimes what we kind of get into which mm -hmm. is a more like but requires a little bit more time to sift through mm -hmm. the material to to sit with it and you know that's that's different yeah that's significantly different than like mm -hmm. and that and yeah frankly yeah there there might not be that much commercial appeal there but i, <laughs> right. I, I actually <laughs> i like that uh -huh. like that's that's the way more interesting like it's like yeah when you think about like ebert and roper or roger you know uh, you know but mm -hmm. when you think about like the famous like film critics and stuff it's not like yes they did have like their thumbs up thumbs down oh, yeah. kind of system mm -hmm. which would help you know was in 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 a way could be used yeah. to sort of like should you go see this should you not um, oh yeah it's and again it's like it's not that the thing is exclusively but it's it's the the way that the current reviews process in, in games media is sort of portrayed or like executed now it is very much like about like should you buy this or should you, you know? Right. And it, yeah. it's like, yeah, the, the, what you're saying is that like you, basically what you're pitching here is that you think that the media needs to evolve. <laughs> it, I, I come back to that same thing. If we want to be, you know, if, if there's this whole, um, you know, group of people that want to call themselves journalists, <laughs> video game journalists, I do think that we ought to be thinking deeper about these things. Um, I, 
you know, I, I hope that we try and do that with this podcast. I recognize that my Chroma Squad review was not very deep. I recognize that. Um, also, I don't think the game warranted much deep, yeah. you know, too much deep thinking in that the themes of it. It was it was much more playful. It was much more of a joke, and it was it was full of chock full of references that if you enjoy Tokusatsu, you would understand. Um, but I don't, I don't think the game itself was very deep. And so I, I don't know that it necessarily warranted that, but, uh, I, I, I think that's also why we end up with podcasts that are, you know, three hours long <laughs> is because there's, there, there really is, I believe so much more to say about a lot of games, not all, mm-hmm. but about a lot of games. Um, and I, yeah, that's what I want. I it's, totally it's get not it's all not bloviation. for everyone. Right, not all of it. Sometimes we we kind of stumble into things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's I mean that's what I'd like to say, and I guess that's kind of what what I'm I'm coming at with the whole idea of this episode is. Man, it just it frustrates me when I see stuff like, you know, like the like the little trying to condense down um, big themes because especially for something like Persona Three, I really like that game. I think it does have some deep things to say. I think it it um the themes, the heavy themes that it touches on uh, or that the game is about um contrasted with a kid who's in high school um is a really interesting take and in, or a group of kids who are in high school uh is is interesting the way that they process these different things and then ultimately I think it ends really well too. Um, with kind of a classic ending that we won't get into because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't played the game. I mean, um, we will get into it eventually, just not tonight. Yeah, right, right. Yes, a hundred so, hours later, um, um, then we'll get into it. <laughs> but yeah, I I do think like that's that's the thing is like one of the things that we do want to do with this podcast is sort of elevate the conversation around games and and the medium and just like you know sort of like and when it is appropriate. Um, we do, we do need to just, and I think like, it's like, it's kind of like, you got to be the change that you want to see in the world kind of thing. And there like you it's, go. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's so cliche and, mm-hmm. but it's, and, and, and wrote and just stupid and trite. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's all those things because it's actually kind of true. And so mm-hmm. it's like, maybe like the thing is like, you know, just even when like we rip out a review on GG or whatever. Um, it needs to be just a little bit more than I liked it or I didn't like it mm-hmm. or like, yeah, that's, 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 that's substantial. Like that, that, that has like a little bit of meat to it that I, I like that I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's all that, that I've got, you know, you're saying yeah. we got, we, we delved into it a little bit, struck on some meat, <laughs> no, but I, mean, uh, I think that's all that I've got. Yeah, it's like, you know, not not everything needs to be talked to death. Um mm-hmm. and I think that that that's like just it's just an interesting reminder. It's like even even when we're thinking about games, like mm-hmm. are we primarily thinking about games in sort of like just this like by and like it, granted, like I I think there it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like mm-hmm. you, you right. know, like but just I think too, even just sort of like recognizing that like if you're looking for something a little more in depth or like it's probably not going to be in that initial review. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're looking for like 
a little more like long form critical sort of a, a you know exploration and sort of interaction with it like that's probably not going to happen within the first week or two or three or four of the game's mm-hmm. release and it, we really are sort of like missing in so many ways that we we do need that element yeah we yeah do, we do now, really need that element now i'm thinking with the media uh, with the medium excuse me of books um, how I think the the idea of a book review runs both ways, like the, just the same way that we're talking about with video games. I think a lot of book reviews are just like, hey, if you like this, you'll like this, or this is some of the things that it touches on without going too in-depth. And it, yeah, I think that part of the conversation usually comes later. So it is interesting. I guess it's not an entirely, <laughs> you know, new and novel concept. Video games no. aren't particularly shallow in this area. <laughs> no, if that, if that makes sense. But no, yeah. um, maybe in some ways. But but um, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting. It, yeah, like you said, they don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive in in that sense either. Um, just thinking about reviews. But I do tend to, like you'd mentioned, with. Um, uh, the the review you've already talked about Northrop a couple times uh, how you can latch on to some people that at least can explain mm-hmm. themselves can at least kind of talk about what what they enjoyed and what they didn't it, it that goes a bit deeper than just surface level so yeah I I just and again it's it's sort of something we've probably said before but like yeah we you know I I think like the I would encourage like I have my favorites there are people mm-hmm. that like when they talk about like there's certain personalities or critics that uh, when they, I listen to them because like my tastes align with theirs. And so I know if they, mm-hmm. if they personally yeah. like something, like I'm probably going to like it as well. Um, I also, there's some that I listen to just because like I trust them. Even if I don't mm-hmm. always agree with them, I trust them. Um, mm-hmm. I trust like the, the fact that like they're, they're going to honestly talk about like their sort of, their process and how they got to where they're there. And that's, I mean, that's yep. like, it's like I said with Ty guy, Travis, I think it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, they're going to, he, he removes as much as he can from himself without making it just like, uh, just soulless and devoid of personality. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that about like, you know, it's that like, um, it, it's that endeavoring towards excellence that I think is really mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, Nice, but uh, awesome. I, I think I think we've kind of like I think I think this is a good place to sort of like land the plane on this mm-hmm. on this this conversation for tonight. So let's start like sort of just rounding out. And uh, you kind of already gave them a bit of an early shout out, but uh, mm-hmm. so let let's let's just sort of like move on into to shout outs. Like, do you have awesome. obviously you you sort of you ripped off one kind of earlier here, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout outs for tonight. Yeah, yeah. So in addition to, as I said, Bergen and Jono and Wes for for talking about this review also and and kind of putting that bug in my ear that that made me just kind of think through these things again. Um, so thank you, you guys. Uh, love being a part of the, the community with you. Um, I just also wanted to shout out just earlier, maybe it was the, it was the other day, and I know this can be annoying to some, um, but there was some back and forth in the lounge in Discord uh, that seemed like it got antagonistic 
but kind of as things were winding down, they were like, "Oh no, I really like this guy." They, back some the back and forth, they were like, "No, we talk about we talk like this all the time. We're just mm-hmm. we're just friends. We like giving each other grief." And I just thought that was a lot of fun. So shout out to Micah and Jeff uh, because I was like, "Oh no, do we have a situation on our hands?" And they were like, "No, no, like we really like each other. <laughs> we just like giving each other a hard time." I was like, "Yeah, ah, okay. <sighs> oh, good." Yeah. In that know, case, and, well done. <laughs> yeah, and and I I would just like I would sort of like hold them up as well to like that as like in in a way that is a an example of like disagreeing and having a strong disagreement, but also mm-hmm. like just like loving each other in in Christian brotherhood. Yeah, that I think is really commendable. So like yeah, I I'm gonna sort of like you know, co-sign on that, that, that shout out as like, dude, it props to you guys. And it's sort of like, and sort of having two very like strong and very like strongly opposing perspectives, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. also like, and yeah, it got like a little like spicy, but like Mm -hmm. it never got nasty and it, and it ended with like, you know, and it just, again, going to hold like shout out gentlemen, shout out. Um, As far as my shout out, and I'm not going to go into the specifics, but my my okay. brother recently changed his gamer tag, and it was such like it's such a pro move, dude. It's <laughs> such a pro freaking move. Um, I'm not going to share that just because like it's okay. like listen, like I think like uh, like do a little bit of work, people, and uh, <laughs> if you know, you if know. if you know, you know. And if you want to find out, like do some work and, uh, it's just like, it is just, it's chef kiss. It's masterful. Mm. Um, mm. so kudos to my brother, like, you know, like, well done, sir. You, you magnificent, you know, piece of work. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, shout out to my, my, my brother Deuce, uh, for nice. just being, being a, an absolute unit. So. <laughs> but, um, that's awesome. Moving along to personal mm-hmm. challenges, I don't, yeah. you know what though, like we, we did talk about like, um, you mentioned working on memorization and ah, I have that's right. actually been using, uh, I have like a memorization app uh, mm-hmm. that I've been using and I actually kind of kept up with it this, this week. Um, nice. For the most part, not, not a hundred percent, but like, you know, it's like out of the last like week or two since we've been. Since since our last recording, I've I feel like I've used it more days than not. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. That's that's really kind of an update for me. Yeah, sweet. Um, I am not as far along as I wanted to be, so I have actually because we talked about it in the Discord a little bit. Uh, just some recommendations for some apps for memorization or, or just ways of of memorizing scripture. And, uh, and I have not, like I challenged myself, uh, put into practice those specific ways or, or set up kind of like a routine in order to do that. Or what is it? Um, I, th- I can't remember who said it, set systems, not goals, mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing. Um, I do not have a system in place just yet. I have the, I have the tools. I just haven't set it up. And so, um, what I've been doing mm-hmm. is, uh, like on the, on the days when I take Byron into daycare, mm-hmm. um, I usually get to the the parking lot at work early, 
And on my way into the building, I just review my stuff real quick. Take like a couple minutes right there. And nice. or when I'm upstairs, put, like if I'm putting Byron to bed, like sometimes, mm-hmm. like when it's like, I'm not quite ready to like move him over to the crib. I'll, I, I will just like sort of review them. I've been using, uh, nice. this, it's, it's called the Bible memory app. Okay. Thing. Yeah. I, I was using a, an app called Verses for a while. But uh, yeah. I think I like Bible memory a little bit more. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So. Bible memory. I do see that one. That's, yeah, that's one of them that I have. So, yes. Awesome. Um, so we will, I, I'll carry that one over. Um, so okay. I'll have two for next time because I really do want to, I want to set that up. I just hadn't set it up yet. Um, moving forward. So, so this is one I actually challenged myself at the beginning of the year. I didn't share it with anyone. Um, but I have gained quite a bit of weight and I just said, you know what, for the next 20 weeks, I want to lose, I I don't want to go crazy and, you know, like just spring back and forth. But I know that if I challenge myself, like if I work on it, I can lose a pound a week. Um, if I just need to be intentional about it. And I had been doing well up until this past week. There wasn't any change. Um, so that downward trajectory, I didn't, I didn't quite hit it this past week. So I would like to catch up. Now, that said, if I don't, so long as that downward trajectory is still there, then that's okay. Um, because I want to do it in a healthy way. I don't want to mm-hmm. <laughs> spring back and forth. Um, but I want to redouble my efforts for that challenge. Because we're only like, what, five weeks in at this point? Yeah, five weeks in to the year. So, yes, that's a good one. And actually, sort of, uh, it's something. And again, I've mentioned the fact that, like, since we brought Byron home, mm-hmm. I have really packed it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I like for me, the 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 easiest step is usually I just count calories. And so, mm-hmm. I, I think yep. like in the coming weeks, I'm just going to try and like count my calories and just Mm -hmm. keep myself like, I think like the biggest thing too is like to not be like this super crazy strict adherent to it. Mm -hmm. It's like where it's like, Oh, I need to be under. It's like, if I'm a little over here and there, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And if I have, cause there I'll have also have days where it's like, I'm a hundred, 200, 300 calories under my, my projection. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's fine. Um, so I'm I'm going to do that and I'm going to actually try and pairing it with just like maybe occasionally pulling out ring fit adventure and nice, nice. Cause it's like technically it's a game, but it's also, it's just, it's a workout and mm-hmm. that little bit of exercise I think would probably be good for me. Good. Sweet. Yeah. So that's a, and then just as like, you know, this month I'm taking, I'm not really doing single player games. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, even even though I was just like, um, oh, ring fit adventure, dur, 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 dur. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like that's like, yeah, but uh, I you know, Parker had mentioned that uh, last month he read through uh, the rare jewel of Christian contentment, and uh, the, then he had also read the bruised read by Richard Sibbs, and okay. um, I think I own both of those, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like I, I see you, Parker. And, uh, I can, I can do that. So it's, I'm, 
like I have both of those. I think they've been on my reading pile for quite some time. So hopefully by next episode, I will have at least one of them down. So sweet. That's awesome. So yeah, that's a maybe maybe both. We'll see. We'll see how ambitious <laughs> I get. So, but uh, yeah. That being said, I think this is a good place to just sort of like really close it out. And mm-hmm. Josh, you know, where can where where can they find us, man? Yeah, tons of different places. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com if you want to get in contact, if you want to share any of your, maybe some of your favorite reviewers that you like to share with us so we can get some more, uh, just, you know, just to get some ideas out there. Um, or we're all over social media, you know, Twitter, X, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, all that stuff. Um, we have a link tree, which is going to be in the description of the episode that you can check it out or just go to linktree.com slash the backlog breakdown. And you'll, you can click on any of those links to our different social media platforms and get in contact with us there. And then if you want to get a little more personal, I generally on the internet go by Broccolope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, you do. Because yeah, I, I, do. I, I'm, I'm just super boring and on brand. <laughs> um, and unlike, well, no, you know, I, I'm not going to go there because it's 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 in more taste. We don't know what's going on yet. So, um, with that being said, Josh, I think it's time to just wrap this one up, sort of button it up for the night. Um, thank you for the conversation; it's been good. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I until next time, Josh, we've we've done the things that we came here to do tonight. Until next time, what should they do, guys? Keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Indeed.